0: Do you have an altar in your life? A place or places where you display items that honor the sacred? The truth is is that many of us have them but don't always realize it. A collection of pictures or books we put out and display. Posters of sports stars or rock gods. A little display on the dashboard of our car or on our desk at work. I have several altars. They are filled with pictures I love, cards and trinkets I've been given, and figurines not limited to but including Eeyore, a Carl Jung action figure, and Gumby. Nothing belongs on your altar that isn't sacred to you. That's why, if your life seems out of whack, try creating or straightening up your altar. Get that coffee cup, junk mail, or McDonald's straw out of there. Dust off those trinkets and find something new to put up on your altar. And at a deeper level, it may be there are too many things on there that aren't really sacred to you at all, but you think are supposed to be. If the Buddha or Ganesh or a cross isn't all that sacred to you, and you only put it there because you think it ought to be... Replace them with a picture of your favorite trip or with a box of your favorite breakfast cereal as a child. No one gets to decide for you what is holy, but you. That doesn't mean other things aren't holy, just that your altar is designed to remind you of your divinity, not someone else's. That's what a good altar does. It reminds you of things you find sacred, that reveal to you your own sacredness and when they are really good, they allow you to see your life in light of what is sacred. Altars haven't always been this way. In olden days, altars were places to make offerings to God, to make a wish or a prayer to win a God's favor to your favor. You might adorn the altar with things you think the God would like, coins, candles, perfumes, or yes, even make a sacrifice. But God has evolved a lot since then, or at least we have, I hope. If God is great, certainly she doesn't need to be hoaxed, pleaded with, manipulated, or in some way wooed into paying attention to you. God has all God needs, can never be tricked, and is probably already interested in your life. She is only summoned in your own recognition, beginning to act in your own vision, felt at the acceptance of your own consciousness. God does not demand your sacrifices or offerings. God only desires your illumination and your receptivity. Therefore, we place things on the altar not for God to see, but for ourselves to see. What we place on the altar the divine illuminates, and it is reflected in the heart. As the Sufi saying goes, let the eye of your heart be opened, that you may see the Spirit and behold invisible things. Mary Oliver said, attention is the beginning of devotion. In this sense, we could place anything on the altar and give ourselves the opportunity to see it in light of the sacred. Is there something or someone in your life that you might benefit from seeing in light of the sacred, from a place of greater knowing, from a place of love? You can even put something or someone you don't like on the altar. You can sacrifice your perspective of them and behold a more sacred one. Yes, you can even put yourself on the altar. Oh, to truly see myself just for a moment. Not as I see myself, not as others see me, not in the imagined eyes of critics and suitors and judges, but in the light of what is holy. That right there is spiritual transformation. That being said, we should not confuse an altar with a pedestal. Although it can be great to praise things, putting someone or something on a pedestal can be a dangerous thing. I think it is actually part of the makeup of our psyche to elevate things, to admire people and ideas, and this is all great. Who do you most admire? Certainly they deserve to be on your altar. You can put heroes and spiritual teachers and all sorts of idols on there. But if you aren't careful, when you elevate someone or something, it can de-elevate someone or something else. And when we place something or someone too high up, they and what they represent become out of reach. For when we put someone too high, the person often getting devalued is ourselves. It annoys me when I see the heroism of a great leader diminish because he or she did some not-so-good things. Mistreatment of women by Gandhi or King, for example, or Lincoln's longer-term strategy for emancipating slaves. These folks didn't ask to be put up on a pedestal and seen as perfect. People did that. It's those who want you to put them up on a pedestal that you want to watch out for. Anyone that demands someone be lowered in order for themselves to be lifted is a false idol. No one belongs on a pedestal who isn't willing to be on the ground with you. When you place someone in something on your altar and you do whatever your version of kneeling before it, a moment of recognition, of gratitude, of humility, know the symbols there represent the virtues you want most in yourself. That is the true symbolic meaning of an idol. It holds on to a virtue for us while we learn to embody it ourselves. It does not hold it exclusively, but it inspires us to be like it is. An altar isn't a place where things better than you reside, but an altar is, in truth, a spiritual mirror. It is the reflection of the many truths of our own soul. That God you place up there, it holds for you what you need to learn and practice holding for yourself. That loved one up there, he or she is with you and reminding you to carry the best of them in who you are. Anyone who sees the sacred who doesn't see himself is missing something. I learned this from the late 80s film Major League, when the player with the so-called voodoo background worships an idol named Joe Boo. Pedro, the player, isn't doing so well and he keeps striking out. Down to his last strike in the big game, he finally says more colorfully, F you, Joe Boo, I'll do it myself, and he hits a home run. Pedro realizes the power within himself and that he doesn't need to rely on any power outside of him. I do wonder, however, if Bu already knew this the whole time. Are there outside powers in your life? Not that you need to release, but that you can allow to call you inward instead of leaving you feeling disconnected and without. Identify your altars. Build your altars. Be willing to see not another, but your true self in the light of what you behold.